Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Helena is charting new territory with breast milk proteins developed outside the body via precision fermentation. The biotech company is writing the safety playbook on novel bioactive proteins. And to help with this, Helena hired a nutritional sciences and regulatory affairs veteran, Dr. Ross Peterson, who joins me now. He's Helena's new director of regulatory affairs. Hi, Ross, and welcome to the NutraCast. Hey there, Danielle. Great to be here. Great to have you on. So why don't you get us up to speed, Ross? Where is Helena at with bringing the bioactive proteins to market? Yeah, so we recently scaled up. You know, a big question always is out there is can any startup take the technologies that they have on a lab-based scale and scale them up at a commercial level? And we did scale that up and I think have made over 200 some thousand servings, you know, based on the intended use levels that we would we would put into any product. And so that's extremely exciting. And where else we're at is really building, you know, relationships with experts. My main role is focused on answering all the safety questions FDA has. And so there's only so much, of course, my background is nutrition only so many questions that a nutrition scientist can answer. So it's really about leveraging the expertise of, of experts in, in areas related to how our ingredient works. And given it's a bioactive, the immune system, among other areas of the body, is are the areas that there's interactions and, and where the types of experts we need to bring in to make sure the questions FDA has uh, we adequately answer them and run the the studies we need to. Mm-hmm. So could you give us a little bit more details on how exactly you're going to support Helena as they literally write the safety playbook on novel bioactive proteins? Yeah, so I, I see myself in this role as as a conductor of sorts, if you think of like an orchestra or a band, and, and I'm the one that's bringing... Uh, the information, the questions that FDA has brought up, and, and this comes from you know, going through the information that FDA has released and bringing this information to, you know, to carry that analogy to my talented musicians or the experts, the immunologists on our team, as well as our analytical lead and saying, hey, we need to answer these questions, these safety questions. What types of studies do we need to run to do so? And so my role specifically is is making sure that the studies, you know, are ultimately communicated in the way that they need to to, to demonstrate safety. And, and then the, the lead from immunology and analytical are the ones that really inform what studies we have to run. And I do think that's also worth noting there's other ingredients, other bioactive ingredients that have gone through approval processes like grass which is generally recognized as safe. It's the program that new ingredients are brought to the market in the U.S. And, and so I think there's some great learnings from there, as well as, you know, from an infant formula side, which is absolutely our North Star. There was a sea change, which I would call from this Callahan et al. paper published in early 2022, where a group of experts were convened to answer some of these outstanding questions that FDA has had related to the safety. And so that provides a nice framework for companies to 
address all the safety questions that, that are out there for their particular ingredient. And then finally, FDA is really a public uh, protection agency. And so these good for you ingredients, I think there's a lot of interest from the public. So knowing that there is interest from its constituents that the FDA will be more willing and, and has been really to I mean, more accepting and, and to meet with companies to understand better what types of uh, data they need to see um, in order to, to meet that safety burden of reasonable certainty of no harm. Now, I know you haven't been doing it that long, but so far, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've identified? Yeah, so I think the biggest challenge, you know, we face is that so human milk, of course, is is consumed by as, as many babies. I think most most moms really try to get that to their baby. And so that's been, you know, throughout the history of humans, uh, we've been consuming these types of proteins. The biggest challenge, though, that we face is, is of course, there are no human milk proteins outside of human milk on the market. And so really getting back to this grass standard of generally available and generally accepted, Helena has the the job to, to demonstrate safety, you know, publish that. So the generally available piece of, of the grass standard is that the data that, you know, from the safety studies are published and in the public domain, you know, in the scientific journals that that researchers and and folks can have access to. And and then building on this available that there's also this generally accepted. So there's this consensus among qualified experts that, hey, these safety studies do adequately demonstrate that there is reasonable certainty of no harm and that this uh, safety narrative is complete and and it is okay to be commercialized and, and put onto the market. Have you had a chance to speak with anyone from FDA so far? And if so, you know, what's been the reaction so far and what kind of questions have they asked? Yeah, I mean, so FDA is, you know, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, that they are very open to communicating with industry and and they and I think they want to be involved early on. You know, more and more there's innovations in, in various spaces in the food industry where FDA only has so many resources. And if you look at, you know, their grass inventory where because all this is publicly available, you can see any new ingredient that that's going through FDA. FDA is, you know, posts all that and they want to be involved in those communications. So I think, you know, Helena taking a leadership role in being involved with FDA early on and then also being a part of industry groups. There's a, a new group that was formed that Helena joined and we're the only pre-commercialization group to join. It's the Association for Sustainable Food Safety, ASFS. You know, that's kind of taking a, an industry effort, trying to move, you know, find solutions really with FDA and, and how we can bring these good for you ingredients to market, knowing that the public does have interest. You know, they're generally we want consumers in, in the U.S. population to have a healthy diet. So what additional healthy ingredients can we put into the food supply so that we can move the needle and, and support health benefits? So, you know, in terms of interacting with FDA, we absolutely are, you know, and working with them and making sure that our safety narrative is is complete and, and they agree with that. 
Yeah, we've talked a lot about baby formula, but you have plans to put it into functional foods as well, nutritional bars, supplements, things like that. How is this going to benefit, you know, not just babies, but all populations? Yeah, good question. So, and and they kind of get into step back with the history of of our ingredient, lactoferrin. as, as we mentioned, it's in it's in human milk and in other milks. And really, it's been studied in that infant population, you know, from, you know, let's just say 50 years ago. But in the last 20 years, there have been interests. And as technologies have improved in ways in which we can measure endpoints and, and determine if there is some health benefits coming or you know, how to show safety in new populations, there have been studies done in the non-infant population, you know, particularly in, in pregnant women and maybe even in sports nutrition where there is a lot of energy expenditure and nutrient demand. So there may be opportunities. And, and I think studies coming out of Italy, a group that has really looked at lactoferrin, not just in the infant population, but going beyond that, they've shown some intriguing potential benefits in some of these other populations that Helena is is interested in and in, in delivering to consumers. Interesting. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned some of the research. Another big part of your role will be leading clinical study activities. Can you share more on that? Yeah. So our CEO, I will say Laura Katz, she's, you know, from when I first joined, she is always of the mindset, we need to do whatever we need to do to demonstrate safety and, and efficacy of our ingredients and and clinical studies is is very much a part of that plan. And so from my point of view, my focus from, from regulatory is all about safety and and FDA as well, from a food point of view, all they care about is safety. And and it's worth noting that you know in the drug space, there's this risk benefit equation that FDA will often use, you know, when mm-hmm. considering the approval of a drug, whereas for food, it's all about safety. So, so for us, safety is, is number one and, and demonstrating that through whether it be preclinical studies and that, and that may be animal or, or in vitro studies, um, but also clinical studies showing the safety there and, and the efficacy as well to, again, make sure the benefits that that we want to communicate and deliver our have science to support them. And just thinking about your past work, I mean, how are you applying lessons learned in previous roles like Abbott Nutrition and the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign to Helena's regulatory approach? You're right. So I went to grad school at the University of Illinois and and there that was actually where I was introduced to Abbott and, and started working with a number of, of principal investigators or, or mentors there at as full-time employees of Abbott. And it was really one of my PIs and mentors that I was hired by where I started working in regulatory because there's really no there there may be one or two, a handful of programs throughout the US where you can actually obtain a degree in regulatory science, but by and large, it, it's a trial by fire career path where uh, you learn on the job. And, and so the group that I was a part of at Abbott Nutrition, the regulatory science and innovation team, we took, we took early stage projects and, and when innovations were coming down the pipe, so I worked in the infant space as well as adult, 
and figuring out, hey, what's the approval path? What's the regulatory path for these ingredients? And, and it's worth noting, I mean, most most regulatory agencies, you know, they're, they're really scientists that are behind all these roles. And so having the background that I had in nutrition and then the learning of regulatory, it was really speaking the same language as these regulators because they use science to support the decisions that they're making. And so that's really what I've been able to bring to the Helena team is the experience that, that I gained from Abbott and the number of innovations we brought to market. And, and HMOs are, are one that I think we all hear about now in, in infant formula. That, that's the main innovation that's happened over the last few years in the infant formula space, as well as some other novel ingredients. And so for Helena, bringing bioactive proteins like lactoferrin to the market, it's, it's the same framework that FDA uses for these other ingredients. There is, you know, this bioactive piece where FDA has additional questions and layers to their um, requirements, you could say, or expectations that the companies like Helena demonstrate safety in, in various areas, you know, particularly the immune system and given that it's functional properties in, in that area of the body. And so I think bringing, you know, my background in nutrition training there in grad school and my PhD, and then uh, over at Abbott, where I was able to apply that and, and merge it with the regulatory frameworks and getting novel ingredients to market and showing safety is exactly where we're going with Elena and making sure the safety narratives complete and, and we deliver the types of uh, bioactives to consumers that they're interested in. And just looking at all this innovation in recent years, uh, precision fermentation in particular, it appears to me that the science and research is moving so much faster than, say, laws, rules, and regulations. How are you leveraging that, and is that making your job more challenging? It is, I would say, for sure, right? I think FDA, any regulatory agency is I don't want to say scrambling is moving quickly to try to adapt to these technologies and in food technologies as they're coming to to scale, and and precision fermentation is a great is a great example of it. Where I think ten years ago, when it, before precision fermentation, you know, was at a large scale where people really saw it in in their diet. You know, and then Impossible Foods came along and, and did a lot of work, I think, to help set the groundwork for, hey, what is a novel ingredient uh, need to show? Um, what type of safety data do they need to show to demonstrate, you know, to, to demonstrate to FDA that this ingredient is safe and, and can be commercialized and, and consumers can, can have it as part of their diet? And so... There have been, although it's moving very quickly, I think the framework that FDA has in place does still meet the requirements that industry would have. The challenge is, though, is that there's additional layers, you know, unlike Impossible Foods, which is more nutritional uh, in nature, there's these bioactives, as FDA has called them, where although there is nutritional properties to lactoferrin, that it's a protein, there are other 
functional properties it has, which of course give peak its interest for consumers. And so I think that's really where, and I mentioned this Callahan paper where they were, it was this group of experts were tasked with, okay, there's been a number of, of stalemates where FDA has has said there isn't enough information to approve the safety of some of these good for you ingredients. You know, this Callahan group were tasked with how do we break that stalemate and how do we put put a realistic number of endpoints or or things that can be measured in a study that when a company that has a bioactive protein does these does these outcomes and, and shows these these data that it is sufficient to FDA to demonstrate safety and and so yes it, it is challenging I think you know given also FDA is a risk assessment agency um, as well as the regulators that ultimately approve it uh, I think you know their own they only have so much internal expertise uh, to answer these types of questions and that's really where I think you know, finding solutions from industry to help FDA you know find creative ways to bring outside experts and it may even be government it may be at NIH or it may be experts in, in academic institutions that can help inform, and and fill those gaps where FDA does, you know, where there are gaps, knowledge gaps in the agency uh, to make sure all the safety questions are are adequately addressed. Mm-hmm. And so before I let you go, what's next? Uh, when will this hit the market? Yeah, so our launch is sometime next year. And, and I will say, you know, we have a number of studies ongoing. And so to be on the lookout for published articles from Helena. Okay, we will definitely be on the lookout for both of those. Helena is certainly paving the way into a very new territory, and it will be very interesting to see how this playbook unfolds. Helena's new Director of Regulatory Affairs, Dr. Ross Peterson, thank you so much for joining me here on the NutraCast. Thanks for having me, Danielle. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutraCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutraCast next week. <laughs>